This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. I feel like this is becoming a normal thing. He got interrupted by Pokemon last week. He did get interrupted by Pokemon. I mean, I hope that Dustin yeah, you're, Allgaier you're wins. backing up there really quickly. Welcome to another episode of Junior Mode Sports Upfront, presented by K1 Speed. I'm your host, Justin Allgaier, and guess who is not with us today in the Exalted Studio? That would be Jonathan Davis, skipping again. I feel like this is becoming a normal thing. It's so a trend. Jonathan, you're, you're, you're on my crap list today, buddy. Um... <laughs> Once again, we had to find a co-host. Yep. And we did. Just yep. You're our normal co-host. You're well, technically you're today your producer slash co-host. So I have two Kelsey, jobs. Kelsey's gonna be my co-host today. I feel like I can bring it just as good as Jonathan can. Well, that's true. That is true. You like to talk like Jonathan does. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's always the challenge: finding somebody that is willing to speak speak and have a conversation which we've done pretty good so far yeah i mean even when we thought we weren't gonna do good between Patton and burdett and bowman and that's all we have so far well and then randall from k and randall randall talks randall did really good he got interrupted by pokemon last week he did get interrupted by pokemon and then it didn't even get it didn't even get used no that's the i'm calling out natalie on this yes so they came in filmed them Catching Pokemon interrupted our show, yes. and then didn't even use it on the Jerem 360. Like I feel like if you're gonna interrupt my man Randall, yep, you needed to. I feel like we got it. robbed. We did get robbed. Like, and they caught a Pokemon too, so I feel like that would have made the 360. Yeah, it was on Jonathan's arm or yeah. leg or something, right? Yeah. Jonathan had a Pokemon on him. I still don't understand that game. Nor, I don't either. Nor do I want to. I um, think people were talking about it on the plane that there was a Pokemon on the plane when we left last week. Oh, okay. But I mean, I wouldn't know that. I don't. I didn't download it. I guess there's been people that have walked out in the middle of traffic, uh, gotten hit by cars. There's been one guy that walked right off a cliff. Oh my gosh! They were at some sort of monument, and he was like catching Keep Pokemon and right off the edge. I, I mean, I I feel like this isn't enough of a phenomenon that we need to yeah. make it a little safer. Put in some safeguards. Like there will not be a Pokemon 50 feet out at the edge of a cliff that you're trying to run after. Yeah. So. I just it's amazing the people on Facebook that post pictures that are like, Oh, came to Walmart to get, you know, groceries and there's thirty people standing outside because there's some Pokemon outside of it. That just amazes me. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of people posting pictures on Instagram that yeah. um if you come in my yard searching for Pokemon, yeah, you might find either that I've seen a couple with dogs. They've had dogs on them. Uh, a couple have had guns. Uh, people are getting pretty, are getting pretty fed up with yeah. other people coming into their yard. So it's. Uh, I would be scared though to go in somebody else, like trespass on somebody else's property, just to. But I guess if you're if really into for Pokemon, the, if it's for the win. If it's for the win, I guess. Yeah. Um, how about the weekend? So New Hampshire was a very interesting weekend all around. Yeah. We'll start out with with Saturday. Yep. Um, all three junior motorsports cars inside the top ten, seventh, uh, eighth, and tenth. Yep. Um, not without damage. Uh, Alex had some damage on his car. Elliot had some damage on his car, all from crashes throughout the course of the event. Yep. It got crazy at the end of the race. It got real crazy at the end of the I race. I mean, you know, typically, uh, and New Hampshire is that way. I mean, uh, the cup race was no different. No. Uh, it, it got crazy at the end. But, you know, New Hampshire is one of those places where it's hard to pass. Guys ride around all day long, get frustrated. I actually got flipped off within, like, the first five laps of the race. Uh, I mean, that's how that's how intense it was already at the beginning, and it only got worse from there. Jeez. Um, 
It did get intense. Yeah, so the the final restarts, you know, it comes down to the end. Cautions, precautions, and we end up with all the crazy stuff. I, fortunately for us, I think I missed all the crashes. I don't think I even got the slightest bit of damage from any of the crashes. I did get a couple of donuts, you know, guys yeah. slide up in the middle of the corner or yeah. vice versa. I split up. I actually got Brendan gone, and it's funny because I, I, after the race was over, you know, Brendan and I kind of hit on one of the cautions, and he ended up being the lucky dog, and I didn't know – that he was the lucky dog at the time when we were side by side. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to run into you. Like, I just, I got in there and I, I don't know what happened. I slid up a little bit and I got inside of him. He's like, oh no, it's okay. I was pinching you down because I didn't want anybody to get below you because I was the lucky dog. <laughs> and the way the restart worked out, he was just on the outside of me. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, okay. Worked so we're out. good. We're good. So yeah, he ended up getting the lucky dog because they crashed in front of us or behind us. I don't remember which. That actually yeah. might have been the crash with. Bowman at the end. I think yeah. that was that that restart. <coughs> that was uh that was interesting. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, that that was interesting. But speaking of Bowman. Speaking um, of Bowman. First of all, I think, you know, I want to start with Dale stepping out, making the choice on his own to step out for the weekend. Um, you know, as a racer, that is probably one of the toughest challenges you'll ever make, whether it be stepping out before the race weekend, stepping out during the race, you know, when it doesn't matter. It, you know, Dale drives the 88 car yep. and that's his car. Yep. And for him to, to say, Hey, you know what? I've got, I've got something going on. I want to step out, you know, kudos, kudos to him for making that choice. Now on the other side of that, we obviously want to see him back. Yeah. And, and Rick Hendrick, that was his big comment over the weekend was, you know, we, we don't want Dale for the short term. We want Dale for the long term. Yep. And, and as a sport, I think our fans and, and our competitors all feel the same way. So, um, you know, happy that happy that Dale is getting the, the care that he needs and, and you know, understanding what's going on with, with his body and his brain. Um, you know, being for, uh, forethinking enough to, to go ahead and already say that he's going to donate his brain for, for research whenever he does pass on. You know, all of those things um, – I think get lost in, in transition sometimes and, and it's really cool what Dale's trying to do to give back to not only himself and to, to all the racers that right now keeping everybody safe but give back to our future racers that you know could struggle with, with some of the thing, same things he's struggling with right now so yep. um, happy to see that, that you know <coughs> he was in good spirits on, on Saturday and Sunday he was tweeting out and tweeting. things like that so uh, let's talk about the weekend so Bowman qualified 20th which they I think they thought they would be a little bit better than that throughout practice and everything they they actually were a little bit better than that and then when it came to the second round it just it didn't, didn't go. go that way yeah it just it just I don't know why it was weird it, it, it was like the first round was good and he ran the same lap time the second round and everybody else picked up and he would have been plenty good to be inside the top 12 so yeah that was a little bit disappointing for him, I know, but at the same time, um, watching throughout practice, you know, they made every lap they made, they got better and better. And, and then, you know, th throughout the race on Sunday, he ran inside the top 15 for a lot of the race and then was, I think, eighth or ninth um, yeah. with 50 to go. Yep, I think uh, it was just past halfway, too, that he was in the top 10 and then kind of got shuffled back when, you know, they pitted, and you know, you always get shuffled back. So then I think it put him back at like 17th, 18th, and then a few laps later, back in 10th. Well, for a comparison to Xfinity and Sprint Cup Series, so on Saturday there was like nine cars on the lead lap, yeah. and on Sunday there was like 29 cars yeah. on the lead lap. So yeah. I mean that that changes your pits. I mean Matt Kenseth 
you know, the guy that won the race blocked himself in. Like, yeah. You know, the, the 15 car was coming in. He pulled a little bit too long in his pit stall, didn't get turned out, got stuck, and literally it was everything you could do to get out. And I think actually, you know, Alex ended up getting a flat tire, but it was all due to pit stop stuff. He was trying to get out, caught yeah. the 19 car, caught the bumper of the 19, and smashed the body in. And that's something that we see a lot on the cup car. You know, the, the bodies are so um, shapely now. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot more definition to them, I guess, than what an Xfinity Series cars does, or a car does. You know, you, you've got side uh, moldings and, and fender flares and all these things that are molded into the cup body that we just don't have yet on the Xfinity Series cars, which right. I'm hopeful that we go to because yeah. the cup car <laughs> looks really, really cool. The cup cars do look really cool. Um, but, you know, that so so when he got that little bit of damage, that body panel, it's yeah. it, it was in a spot where it just been really easy. Ultimately, 272, lap 272, um, got a flat tire. And it was at the worst possible time. Like, you're Terrible. in the middle of traffic. Uh, the left rear blows out, and he's just along for the ride. And, and I think Chase, it happened to Chase on, like, the same lap. They literally crashed they together. Cla they crashed together because of, like, two completely different. Yeah, Chase's yeah. was the right front. Yeah. Because uh, Martin Truex broken transmission. He had to yeah. try to pass him, and there was a car there. He got damaged to the right front. Um, Alex got damaged to the left rear on the pit stop. Yeah. But literally... 30 seconds for either one of those cars, and they don't crash. Yeah. You know, one one or the other was going to crash, but but one or the other, or they both crashed at the same time. I yeah. I mean, I just. The same time. That Yeah, that's just terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was it was crazy weekend for sure. But so the fans that don't know how this all went down. So Alex actually got told on Tuesday that he yeah. might have to relieve Dale on Sunday. So Dale was going to start the race. Alex was going to relieve him. Then on Thursday, Thursday afternoon, mm -hmm. probably, I mean, we found out at the same time the media did, but, I mean, he, he wasn't much before that. No. That uh, he was going to be the fill-in role, which I, I'm i impressed that he had a fire suit. Like, that was probably the biggest. The coolest thing, so he didn't have a fire suit Friday. Right. And then he it was delivered Saturday. Um because he came, well, we went somewhere, and he, uh, we were going to an appearance, and um, he's like, I got a Dale Jr. fire suit. <laughs> and I was like, Dale's fire suit? He goes, no, it's got my name on it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, very, like, very quickly, there was a fire suit made. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. So, Simpson gets huge kudos for that yeah, one, too. Yeah, huge that was kudos for Simpson. That was impressive um, to be able to, to be able to even, to even be able to get that done. So, yeah. And it, it was a busy schedule for you guys this weekend. So you handled the PR for the 88 on the Xfinity side. So you you were pulling double duty as much as Dale was. Yeah, and everybody, you know, there was a lot of PR ups that came up to me, and they, you know, they would say, your weekend just got a lot more hectic. And I, you know, just had to change the way I viewed the weekend. I looked at it more of a Chase or Harvick weekend um, where you just, you know, I worked with Tiff Daniels, who used to do the Xfinity 88 for Junior Motorsports, but now is on the Cup 88. Um, and her and I just worked really well together and made sure he ate and was <laughs> hydrated. And I the think stuff I that you don't think of. When you're I think when I sent him a, a text message Friday night, and I was like, I'm not trying to be your mom, but just make sure you eat something <laughs> because you have a big day tomorrow. Um, but no. You don't think about it. Like no. even Even just doing single duty. Like y you get up in the morning and you, you've got a job to do and you, you're – thought process and your mental focus is so on that that you don't even think about it you just get up in the morning and you go do it and yep. then when you're done with the day 
like usually for me it's when we get to the plane, right? Yeah. And I'm so hungry that I'm I'm like Ashley, I don't know if you're gonna eat tonight or not, <laughs> but go ahead and get your food, and I'm gonna go ahead and eat yours. Yeah. And it's it gets it gets ridiculous, but it it all works out in the end, I guess. So. Yeah, I think Saturday all I had to eat the entire day was a garlic knot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I had all day was a garlic knot. So when I got to the plane, I was a uh, I was pretty hangry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we actually had really good food though. We on the did plane. have really good food on the plane, so so I ate on the plane, and Alex called me post race from the cup race uh, yesterday, and. Uh, Seemed very happy and said it was the most fun he's had in a cup car ever. And so he was in good well, mood. He and I have both been in the same boat. You yeah. Know, when, when you race in the Sprint Cup Series and you're in a car that underperforms for what you feel like you, you're capable of. Yeah. You know, you go out every week and, and you go, man, I just, I know I'm better than where I'm finishing. Right. And then when you get the opportunity to get into a good car. And Alex did a great job. I mean, yeah, you know that's the worst possible scenario for a fill-in role. Like, you know that it just it you don't want to have to fill in for somebody. You want exactly. time to get acclimated to people and cars and, and all that. So to be able to jump in and, and to go out there and and then obviously prove that hey, I am as good as I feel like I am. Um, that that's huge. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, obviously the result didn't didn't show. Um, but you know, finishing twenty-six still. I mean, there were days that he was racing at full speed, no problems, and would have loved to have finished 26th. Yeah. So to to finish 26th and feel like your your day got robbed, I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. And he he said in his press conference uh, that he had on on Friday, uh, he you know continually said, you know, I'm not here to replace Dale Jr. I'm just here to sub in and, mm-hmm. and run his car until he gets back um, for this weekend. And so um, that was his kind of motto the whole weekend is he never wanted anybody to think that he wanted to be in that position but he obviously loved you know racing that car yesterday so well dale dale had a couple of tweets yesterday first one said wishing the whole team hendrick organization good luck today in new hampshire uh miss the nationwide 88 gang and hope they have fun after this afternoon that was that was pre-race yeah and and you can tell from that tweet that obviously he was bummed that he wasn't there uh, but the other side of it is, he said, the result will not show what a great job uh, at Alex B Racing and the Nationwide 88 gang did this weekend. Proud of them, guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, definitely for Dale, you know, even though the, the driver's points are something that they didn't gain, they stayed right up there in the owner's points. Yep. Um, Dale's still in, technically. You what know, is it, by like 7 no, or 14, 14? Yeah, 14 points, which isn't a lot. But the fact that he didn't race on Sunday and yeah. still is 14 points in in the top uh, 16, that's, a lot. Um, that's huge. So yeah. you know, I think I think for all of us, you know, our hope is is that Dale can get back in sooner than later, and and be a part of uh, be a part of the the races, but also be a part of the chase and and to to go be com- you know competitive and try and go win that championship. So um, they did announce that Jeff Gordon would be in the car this weekend if if, he if Dale does not run yep. now by the time this show airs we'll know the answer well, to all yeah. of this uh <laughs> i think they said they have to know by tuesday evening wednesday morning i think is what yeah wednesday uh, wednesday was the date that i was told yeah was that i think that's what rick hendrick said in his in one of his there's a lot of haters interviews. on there twitter are. about this there because are. a couple of things number one jeff gordon has never raced anything other than the number 24 yep. in the sprint cup series yep that's gonna be crazy uh 
I mean, I feel like NASCAR might even give him a waiver to change the number for the day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Switch chase over. Yeah. Um, the other part, though, is is that, you know, when you look at this, this would be huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dale coming back is huge. It's huge for our sport. It's huge for, you know, what we know as far as um, just his goals and moving forward. Obviously, that means that he's in a place where he feels comfortable. If Jeff races, that's huge. I mean, it's going to be, yeah. you know, something crazy. So no matter the outcome of what happens this weekend, it's going to be and a, it's going to be a crazy be weekend. It's Tony Stewart's last Indianapolis. Yep. Um, I actually did see somebody that was really mad that Jeff might drive at Indy because they said Jeff had his time and his <laughs> retirement and that this was Tony's shot and that they shouldn't run Jeff just because it will add to taking away from Tony. I thought that was – and they said it was because – Everybody was mad that they were switching manufacturers next year. And I'm like, well, you were digging deep in the conspiracy theory yeah. pile for that <laughs> one. Like, that's terrible. Like, that is terrible. Where do these things – where do people come up with this stuff? I don't know. But you know what? Um, I I was impressed with Tony this weekend. I, I, I Before we move on, I have to say I was really impressed with Tony this weekend, finishing second in the cup race. Um, obviously, further solidifying his spot in the in the chase if, if he can stay in that yep. top 30. So that was – that was really cool. Yeah, he did a really good job. So that leads us into Indianapolis. Obviously, we're talking about Indy. Um, so Junior Motorsports as a whole, we have 10 starts um, since 2012, which, you know, for, for all of us in the Xfinity Series, you know, we didn't go to Indianapolis when the Brickyard started in 94. Nope. We've, we've only gone there for a couple of years now, four years now. And yep. it's, uh, it's, it's been a challenge for a <laughs> lot of people. Uh, the old racetrack for me was was the most fun, the the Raceway Park. That's one of the most fun racetracks I've ever been on. So, even though I love the Speedway and I love the Brickyard and I love um, the atmosphere, I do miss the old track. But at the same time, uh, you know, this weekend is is uh, going to be a lot of fun and Xfinity Series Dash for Cash. Yep. So Dash that's huge. Um, unfortunately, as, as a whole, we only have one top five. With Kevin Harvick in 2014, but we have five top tens and ten starts with six different drivers, and I feel like uh, we are in a, as good of a place or better of a place than we've ever been yep. leading into in, into Indianapolis. We got you know three three drivers that are hungry, want to go out there and run good. Harvick is in a car this weekend, Harvick. so he has the only top five we've gotten so far. Yep. So we're gonna have to gonna have to try to to build on that momentum from the from the first time around. Um. Last year, all three JRM entries finished inside the top ten. Uh, Harvick was sixth, Regan was eighth, and Chase was tenth. Which uh, I, <laughs> I asked for some of the notes from last year, <laughs> and they laughed at me. And I said, why, why are you laughing at me? And they said, well, you can read which paragraph do you want to read to see what we were fighting. Because if you read one paragraph, it's one thing. <laughs> if you read the next one, you're like, we literally bounced around. Like, we never hit on anything that we said Boom! That was perfect, and they still came out came away with an eighth place finish. So, I, I feel like that's that's a plus, right? That's a plus. I mean, yeah. definitely could have been worse, but I mean, still like eighth. All I know is that my left tire exploded in the Sprint Cup Series race there last year, and it split my air conditioner in half, and part of the rubber actually hit my elbow. Oh like, lord! Like it was big. It blew the quarter window out, the whole quarter panel off, and we fixed it. <laughs> and then I had to ride around in these. Killer hot temperatures all the Indy rest of the day. Indy is so hot. Yeah. God, Indy is hot. I know last year Elliot actually 
had issues after the race. He had to go to the info care center, I think, and get some IVs um, yeah. post-race. There were a lot of guys there that were, a were lot dehydrated. Of them. There were a lot of guys that were, had heat exhaustion. I mean, it was just yeah. – it was brutal. So NASCAR's actually – Gone above and beyond. They've they've made us add another NACA duck, uh, which is an air air vent to the right side of the car, which is something that, as race teams, we all we all don't want because yeah, aerodynamically it's worse. Yeah. But if everybody's at the same disadvantage, it's a it's a plus. It's a plus. So we have an extra NACA duct. Um, you know, we do a lot as far as as the race team goes. You know, we we put vents and hoses and things that that we can that we can do fans inside the car to help the drivers out. Um. You know, Kevin was actually a big proponent of it. Kevin really struggled last year in the in the Sprint Cup Series race and in the Xfinity Series race, and, and said, "Hey, I'm not I'm not comfortable doing this again if we're going to be this hot." Yeah. And, and he was a big proponent to help NASCAR out to to make sure that we got the cars cooler so that the drivers could could race. And I think that you know that being said, um, you know, huge props to him for that, but also to NASCAR for listening, listening and to and taking to yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, the last thing they want to see is for a driver to fall out of the seat or to have some sort of a um, mental or physical issue, and, and I think you know this is something that that even though it's it's a challenge for all the teams to get done before we go to the racetrack, yeah, it's a huge, huge, um, huge advantage for all of us. I mean, you know, we're we're all as drivers, we're all excited about this change, and it's it's probably one of the smallest changes they've ever made, but we're all excited about it. So I mean, whew, it's Indy just in general is so hot, like. It's the Midwest. I, I mean, know, I grew up not not far from from Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I was at the Speedway a lot growing up in the area a lot. We actually, um, my dad has a store by the old racetrack at Raceway Park, like literally right out in front. Yeah. So we weren't far from from there, and so it's definitely definitely a cool place. But it is brutal in the summer months. My first uh, my first time in Indy was two years ago, and uh, everybody told me it was hot, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I feel like every track is hot. I mean, hello Daytona in July. And then I got there, and it was a whole completely different form of hot. And um, so now I prepare myself. I literally sat in the air conditioning and sweated. Like, I was sitting in front of an air conditioner and still sweating. It was so hot. God. Um, Yeah. uh, Elliot has four starts at Indy. Yep. He finished fifth in 2015. I only have two starts, which I'm going to say I only have one start because technically on one of those starts, I didn't even take the green. My car broke on the pace lap coming to the green, and I came down pit road. And so literally, I'm sitting behind the garage, hood up, valve covers off the engine, all the electronics out of the car. Like, it, it was it was so crazy. And the worst part of all of it was is that it was the Jason Leffler tribute car, Aww. which was, like, really cool for me. I yeah. was so pumped on that weekend. I had a helmet painted to match Jason's. and. You know, just it was a, such a cool weekend, and then it didn't go anywhere. So I was pretty bummed about that. So, needless to say, um, you know, it's 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 one of those things where I only technically have one start, and uh, I finished twelfth. I so mean, I feel like that's that was the first year we all went to Indy. Yeah. And I felt terrible about twelfth. Like it was just a bad day. So. But I feel like if you had if you finished twelfth, like now, it would still be a bad day in your mind, right? Yeah, but that one was like that was a really Different, bad day. Yeah. Like we were just we were just terrible that day. And yeah. we still we still managed the twelfth. But yeah. Um Harvick also has three previous uh Xfinity series starts in Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He's never finished outside of sixth and has an average finish of fifth. I feel like that's, I feel like that's pretty, pretty good spot odd. on. Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say I will be um 
asking Kevin Kevin for any advice he's willing to give. And he has for 15, the 15 cup starts, and he has a win and two poles. Yeah, so not, not bad. Not bad for Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Hopefully at the end of the weekend, one of these teams is kissing bricks. I I, I was at the first three Brickyard 400s mm-hmm. as, a, as a spectator. Obviously, yeah. I wasn't very old. I think I was eight for the first one. <laughs> um, Super awesome. Super, super awesome. So I'm... I am glad to, to be there yeah. in that place. So I would love to kiss those bricks. That is for sure. That would be really cool. Really cool. Um, Take us the lap around Indy. Like, what is it? I know it's different than – it's two and a half miles, but it's different than your other two and a half mile tracks, correct? It is. It's uh, – well, the only two and a half mile racetrack we have other than Indianapolis is Daytona. Right. And Daytona is obviously a restrictor plate, you know, wide open all the way around, drafting – yeah. Indy is 180 degrees from that. It is <laughs> 100% the opposite. Um, you know, Indy is one of those places where it was built kind of uh, uniquely as far as racetracks were built. But also, too, you know, I, I remember um, hearing stories about the guys that used to race there back when it was actually brick, like the whole place was brick. And uh, we have a friend that, that is no longer with us, but he used to test motorcycle tires there like 160 miles an hour on a motorcycle Jeez. on the brick. And I'm like, you, sir, are nuts. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, but the shape of it is, is very square. You know, each each corner is pretty much 90 degrees. Yeah. So you've got four 90-degree corners. It's one of the only racetracks that we go to that actually has a straightaway in between the corners. So when you come down the front straightaway, you're looking at a wall head-on. I mean, it's literally head-on to you. Jeez. And... When I got there the last time with the Xfinity Series car, they're like, hey, with this rules package that we have now, um, you're going to be wide open through one and three. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I think you got that wrong. They're like, oh, yeah, wide open through two and four. You're going to have to lift for one and three. And I'm like, I'm glad I didn't take your word <laughs> for yeah, it. Just get down that there. That would have been really bad. But I think the last year that we ran, you literally barely used any brake in one and three, which are the two fast corners. Yeah. And then you were almost wide open through two and four throughout the course of the race, which is Jeez. which is crazy. Now, granted, when you get in traffic and you get by yourself, it's obviously a lot different. You know, the the aerodynamics of these cars really change how you you know when you're in front or when you're behind. It changes how you do things. But it's one of those places where you have to be on your A game All for every inch of the entire place. It's it's just crazy. It's it's. It's an awkward feeling. How are restarts going into one? I feel like that would be sketchy. Uh, it's not bad because you're not up to full speed yet. True. So, like, you know, the, I would say the harder part for me is the passing uh, when you got a guy that wants to race you in the corner. Yeah. You know, if you get a guy that, you know, is, is trying to pass somebody and maybe loses a little bit of momentum off the corner and then you get a run and you're inside of them and they don't feel like you're faster than they are so they want to try and keep you behind them, it, it can get interesting. Uh, I feel like... One and three are the the hardest because, you know, the the way that the groove is and the way that the sun shines on the racetrack, you never know what what's gonna happen. You never know how it's gonna work out. And even though the the two ends are the same, they drive completely different. Like the way you attack the two ends is so totally different. It's not even funny. Uh, two or one and four are very similar, and two and three are very similar. So okay. one and one and four have grip. Two and three do not. So that's kind of how you have to judge Jeez. restarts there. That's so a lot to think of. Yeah, yeah. And N- keep but up the with. the good news is is that I'm not doing it in any, in an Indy car at 240 some miles that's an hour true. getting into turn one. That's true. That's um, true. 
Yeah, and not having a roof over my head or doors around me. I mm. like I like doing what we're doing a lot. Yeah, it's with air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> and air an extra air conditioning. Yeah. So heat races are back. This is the final time we have heat races, right? Yeah, yeah it is, fi- yep. final time for heat races. So, like, does heat races at Indy put more pressure on you during the actual qualifying? Because qualifying marks where you start the heat race, and ultimately where you start the f- the main. Well, first of all, huge thank you to Xfinity Comcast for what they do for our sport. Yeah. And, and this is just something that, that was started a few years ago by Nationwide. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily it's been carried on as a, as a tradition each year. And, um, you know, we have four races where there's heat races. Well, they, they haven't always had heat races. This is the first year for the heat yep. races. But, um, you know, there's four drivers that are locked in going for a $100,000 bonus for whoever wins. Nobody's won all of them at no. up to this point. So – there's no bonus at the end of it. There, there is a bonus if somebody can win all four of them, or two, or two out of the four. I think Something got you into like the chase, yeah. and then four out of four got you a, a higher cash bonus. But um, you know, this is something that that uh, for the for the Xfinity Series teams, it means a lot, and and it it's definitely something that we all circle on our calendars. That all being said, uh, the heat races pose a challenge that we don't normally have in a, in a big race. Um, you know, the first three races, qualifying has been super important. Mm-hmm. You know, where you qualify is, you know, if you qualified in, you've kind of been close to being in, maybe a spot or two here or there. Uh, we've been lucky. We've been in all of them so far. Yep. We won a heat race at Dover and then made an adjustment to the car and didn't have a good race. <laughs> uh, the problem is, is that, you know, with the heat race format, it makes the race short. Right. Right. So you have the heat race and the race, and the heat race, you know, is, is – X amount of laps, and then the the main race is actually shorter because they they have the heat races. So at Dover, we didn't we only pitted once the whole race, so we didn't have time to make an adjustment to fix the car really. Yeah. So that that poses its challenges as well. But if you want to be into the Dash for Cash program, you're gonna have to qualify well. Yeah. I, I don't I don't foresee a a driver being able to start at the back of one of these heat races and no. drive his way through in the short amount of time that we're gonna have. So of all the tracks that we've gone to, Indy may be the the easiest mm-hmm. uh, if you have a really good car but still you're gonna have to be within two or three spots i feel like of of yeah that next spot to, to be able to lock your way in and, and you know we've seen rcr has been very very good there in the past the gibbs cars have been extremely strong there they're really good this year again mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of competitors that that are going to be going for this dash for cash program that that we're gonna have to race against yep. uh, as well as our teammates i mean that's you know that's a huge part of it as well um it it it's gonna be I think it's going to be tough. interesting. Yeah, I do. I do. See heat races at Indy. It's going to be fun. Yep. So as we lead into this week, uh, the race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the 88 Sprint Cup Series team with with hopefully Dale Jr. Hopefully Dale Jr. Um, it's gearing up to run the famous Exalted Colors again. The red and yellow that's behind us on the wall here. Yep. The Dirty Mo Radio Studios. Um, For the Crown Royal 400, head over to ExaltedRacing.com. See all the latest news and images from the races that Dale Jr. has run, the number 88 Exalted Chevrolet, and will run. And, and will then run. whatever happens this weekend, uh, which if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what's happening yeah. this weekend. Uh, so that leads us into... Daring assumptions. You know, you got your feet wet last week. I know, and I already I researched before I came down here. I went wow. on Racing Reference and looked at like past year's events. I think I'm good this week. All right, who do you got? So for trucks, I'm going to go Christopher Bell. That, I don't know if that's a daring assumption, but we'll go with it. Well, 
it's not Gibbs, and it's not Hendrick, and it's <laughs> not us. Right. We never yeah. said no Kyle Busch Motorsports. Um, he led, yeah, like the whole race last year, aside he from did. like laps here and there. So I'm going with Christopher Bell. I'm really good friends with the interior guy on that car, too. So. All right. I'll give you that one. I'm going to go with that one. Xfinity, I'm going Kyle Larson. Yep. I think that's a good choice. And then Cup, I'm going Kevin Harvick. Okay. That's a good choice. I, I think you picked. I uh, picked a good one. Picked good ones. Okay. So here's mine. Okay. I'm going to go with Bobby Pierce. Okay. The truck series race. He was on the back bumper of Christopher Bell all year last year. That's true. Um, He led, like. He I think led he led the laps that Yeah, that he led that didn't. Christopher didn't. So. Now, I did hear that Larson's running again. Yes, he so is. He's running for, I think, Gallagher. Yeah, so he'll be extremely good. Yeah. Um, He just has to bring the right recorder panel back with him. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to keep him. But yeah. if you remember right, last year, you know, Bobby Pierce's truck, the the tail – or the – the bed cover was up over the spoiler. Like yeah, it was completely. Everybody's trucks were beat up. Yeah, everybody was beat up on that one. Xfinity Series. Okay. I'm going to go with Ty Dillon. Okay. They, they've they run really, really well at, at Indianapolis over the years. and He won two years ago. Yeah, yep. and, and he's been good in the Sprint Cup Series car there. He's been good in the Xfinity Series car. So I'm going to go with Ty Dillon. And then for the Sprint Cup Series, I'm going to go with Tony Stewart. Okay. Uh, I feel like he's a guy that. That's a good one. You know, when. When Tony is on, he's on. He's on, and and right now he's getting the form that he's had in the past. He's he's having fun. You know, this guy finishes second on Sunday after he had been in Eldora all night. Yeah, and didn't get back to the racetrack until like four a.m. Yeah, and still goes out and he's an animal. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. So. I think he said that his crew chief was. Texting him and, you know, asking questions and putting, giving him information and everything throughout the whole night. So Tony, Tony is a unique breed that I am sad to see go Yeah. in this sport. So I think it would be a really nice send off for him if, if he won. And it wouldn't, it, it would not surprise me at all if he wins. No. Like, not no. at all. But I will say you, you pick Kyle Larson. Kyle went up there and tested the Sprint Cup Series car there mm -hmm. and was really fast. Like, yeah. Like, really fast. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But hopefully Harvick wins Xfinity, he was at the cup test too. Really? Yep. I hope Sorry. he doesn't win Xfinity. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I hope that Justin yeah, you're, Allgaier you're wins. you're backing up there really quickly. But then at the same time, though, this is another race that Megan's not going as your PR rep. I, that and would so be all the better. She chose to miss Indy. She did choose to so miss Indy. So if she chooses I'll to miss Victory Lane, that's her fault. She's going to Brenda's pool party. I know. I'm sad I'm missing she, Brenda's so pool party, So though. she actually told me that she regrets skipping Indy. Oh, she does. Yeah. She, you know, because everybody told her it was really hot, and she had never, like, really, you know, so so Megan started at the end of last year yep. on the 88 car that you're yeah. doing now. She worked at Charlotte Motor Speedway for a long time before that. So she's not really traveled to a lot of these racetracks like everybody else. So she just heard the bad. And then Nobody we get the week <laughs> of, and she's hearing all the good, and she's like, oh, man, why did I not go to Indianapolis? So she's skipping on purpose, but she's really jealous now that she's skipping. Yeah, so. we told her we would FaceTime her if anything happened and so that she could be there, and we'd leave a spot for her in a victory lane photo, and yeah, we'd FaceTime her, kiss her bricks. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to make sure she's we'll included. Get, we'll, we'll get like a stand-up made. She can kiss the bricks with a stand-up. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. There you go. Um, okay, so let's recap the weekend for you. So Wednesday night, Wednesday night. Yep. So we're gonna skip. Th we're gonna miss this. 
by the time this airs. But Wednesday night is the Aspen Dental Eldora Dirt Derby. Yep. Which is quite the name. But they did get in trouble for their last year's name because it was too similar to something else. Yeah, I think I I do remember that. That was just weird to me. But that's beside the point. (laughs) So 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1, Cole Custer, which doesn't have a lot of dirt experience. He does have some experience at at, – you know, I say he doesn't have a lot of dirt experiences, but I've watched him race a midget on dirt, so I know he's got some dirt experience. He's got something. Um, but he's going to be in the one main. One main. Double zero. A new look for, for Cole this week. Chuck looks good. It does look good. It does look good. Uh, and then Saturday, July 23rd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports, you have the Lily Diabetes 250. Uh, Elliot Sadler in the one main, number one. Kevin Harvick in the Hunt Brothers Pizza 88. And myself in the number seven Brant Professional Agriculture Chevys. Uh, and then on Sunday, yep. the uh, Crown, Royal Crown Royal 400 is going to be uh, live on NBC Sports as well, I believe. Yep, I think so. And uh, hopefully it's Dale driving, but we'll see what. By the time the podcast comes out, we will know. We keep saying that, but Dale, <laughs> we're all really hopeful. So it's Tuesday, Tuesday or Monday. It's Monday, Monday this week. Monday afternoon, yeah, and we're all sitting here twiddling our thumbs, wondering what's going to happen. So yeah, we we're the same as everybody else. Yep, Jonathan is in is on his way to Eldora. RV right he now? actually sent me a picture. Oh, we got so a picture. So I do have a question: Was he in the RV that was sitting at Junior Motorsports? I feel this like this morning. Was. Yeah, like when I got here, he was still here. So he could have totally done the podcast. Oh yeah, like he's barely out of town. Barely. So. Like, it, it is 12.30 right now, and if he left by 11.30, I'd be really surprised. Because I got here at it was 11. You were here at, like, 11.10, 11.15-ish. Yeah, and it was still sitting up there. And the it, the truck wasn't even connected to the back of it. They had the truck with the golf cart in it that wasn't even connected yet. So I know he that my had man could have had time. Here. So Jonathan just wanted to skip out on a day, but that's okay. That's quite all right. We will take it. We did good today without him. And see, like, next week is my vacation week, and I'm still coming in to do the podcast. That's awesome. Because I'm dedicated. Where are we at next week? We're going to Iowa. Oh, that's right. But I am not going to Iowa. Why not? However, you heard it here first, people. Josh Berry will be on the show next week. Josh Berry will be on the show. Because Josh Berry is running Iowa. He is. He's in the Sun Energy car next week. He's in the Sun Energy car. First time this year we've got Sun Energy as a primary. I saw the the car being wrapped. It is it bright. is bright. It is yes, bright. I like it. Um, so does he have to run the orange wheels? I don't know. I really do like the orange wheels, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we have the orange wheels here. I don't know if we do. Not. We'll have to find out about I feel that. Like, I feel like um, Kenny Habool, mm-hmm. which which owns Sun Energy, Yep. Uh, I feel like he loves those orange wheels enough Yes. that we would get we, orange we wheels. Will, he would make that happen. Like <laughs> we'll get orange yeah, wheels. He definitely uh, he loves the orange wheels, and you know what? He's been great for our sport. Yeah, obviously with with Chase Elliott on the Sprint Cup side this year, uh, with Josh here, and then he's going to run some races. Yep. Uh, later in the year, just yep. a guy that's come in, uh, loves the sport, has a passion for racing, loves being a part of it, and loves racing himself. Yep. But also too is willing to help out guys that that uh that n- that need the help and and to 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 push them forward. So, yeah. huge props to him for that and and Josh gets to run which I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure that there's a late model race he's gone to this year that he hasn't won. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like Junior Motorsports late model team has won every single event that they've entered except yeah. for maybe a few here and there, but he won this past weekend, he I'm did. pretty sure. Yeah, he did. 
And then the weekend Dale before, he photo. won two, two races, I think, the weekend before. Yeah, um, pretty much everywhere he's gone, Josh, is, Josh is dominate. has won. So that was cool. He, I'm trying to think where they were at this weekend. I, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. I think they were at uh, I think they were Hickory this weekend. So Hickory, like basically yep, anywhere that anywhere that he's gone, he's pretty much won. So yeah. So um, this is the twentieth win for Junior Motorsports at Hickory Motor Speedway. That's impressive. Yeah. Yep. This so. is uh, it's uh, Ron Sonata post race. So the first line is Josh Berry continued his domination at Hickory Motor Speedway Saturday night, winning the 80 lap. Uh, Big Ten Challenge for the Wheelan All-American uh, Series late models from the pole. It was Barry's third straight victory, fourth of the year at Hickory, and seventh of the season, and it was the 20th for Junior Motorsports. Third straight. Yep. Pretty third much straight. Pretty much means that uh, everybody else is hating him right now. Yeah, everybody, if you see Josh Barry's name on an entry list, people <laughs> are ticked. <laughs> yeah, people are not happy. And, and what is cool, so our partners at Speedco. Yep. They're on that car every week. Yep. And they are great partners. Yes. Uh, of ours here at Junior Motorsports, and so them getting the love that they de that they deserve in Victory Lane uh, is definitely awesome. So if you're listening to our podcast and you're running up and down the road in a big truck, make sure to stop into a Speedco and yep. tell them we said hi, and that uh, you're fans of Junior Motorsports, and they'll yep. hook you up. And uh, Josh Berry's uh, JRM teammate Scott Bishop drove the True Timber Camo Chevrolet and finished eighth. And it was a, it's a cool-looking car. It is a cool-looking car. Yeah, I saw it for the first time last week, and I was like, oh, yeah. man, that's going to be awesome. I mean, True Timber in general is – Well, I'm a hunter, so – Is awesome, so – You know, when it when it hits, like, August, you get that itch to get camo on all the time. Yeah. Um, All the time. So, needless to say. Yeah. I'm going to – this year, though, now that I'm part of Junior Motorsports, I feel like I need to – I feel like I need to change my, my game a little bit because – you know, when I bought all my stuff, True Timber Camo wasn't out yet, so now I'm going to have to upgrade. Now you have to upgrade to True Timber for sure. I am. I think you can get a Dale Jr. True Timber t-shirt in the, in the retail I'm store. I'm not sure that that's going <laughs> to work for sitting in a tree stand <laughs> when it's 10 below zero and I'm trying to sit there and not that's freeze. That's probably true. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. But yeah. All right. Well, we are going to Indy. We are. Going to the famous Pagoda. The Pagoda. We'll take a selfie and tweet it. We will. Rick Brandt. Rick we get Brent. the track this week. Steak dinner for y'all. Steak dinner on on Friday night. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm I'm looking forward to this more than you could ever imagine. I feel like Ron. That's the most. That's what he's looking forward to most about the weekend. Are you coming? Um, I don't. I mean, I'm coming to Indy, but I don't know if I'm coming to the steak dinner. Why not? I, I don't know. Rick Brandt would tell you that you're invited. I'm pretty sure of it. Okay. Should I bring the Everglades seasoning with me? Yes. <laughs> yes, you should. Do, does he need you, some? You need an introduction to. To Rick, anyways, because yeah. we've talked about this. Yes, Everglades gave us all um, some seasoning yep. for you know with with uh, the, the beginning of this year, yep. and that is all that Rick Brandt uses on his steaks. Yep. Like if it if any other seasoning touches it, he won't eat it. My uncle said I, t I told him that, and I said Rick just wants a, a tour of the, the you know seasoning plant, and he uh, and you know he wants you to come to a race. And my uncle said he cannot he can't come to races unless it's in the winter months because it's too hot outside. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I told him we don't race really in the winter months <laughs> <laughs> because our last race is in Florida. Um, but yeah, he said. You just uh, tell him that the steaks will be worth it. Yeah, he I said. I mean, uh, they already make good seasoning. They know what their seasoning tastes yeah. like. Yeah. But the steaks that the Brants bring to the racetrack just come from a they come from a farm in Illinois, a local farm in Illinois, from from where we live, yeah. Springfield, Illinois, and uh, the Bun family. Which uh, bun coffee makers? 
Have you ever seen those? No. It's I mean they're really really popular around the Midwest. Got it. Um, the company that that makes those, their family has a farm, and we literally well we don't Rick, the the Brant family buys them out of keeps them in business. Yeah, they, they <laughs> like, and they they actually one year shut us off from buying because their high-end restaurants couldn't get enough <laughs> steaks of what they wanted because, because we were bringing them all to the racetrack. The brains were having cookouts. Yeah, it was it's amazing. Well, maybe I will come and join on Friday. All right. I, I will come and join, but. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate maybe. you coming and listening to our podcast again. And maybe Jonathan can join us next week. Yeah, we'll But see. if not, we for sure have Josh Ferry. I mean, I feel like Josh would be a good co-host. I feel like so. Josh would be a good co-host. Yeah. He's got, like, dry humor that you just wouldn't see coming. But it's hilarious. I will say he spotted for me at Iowa because we had some issues with – he spotted for me for, like, 15 minutes of practice. Yeah. So we all changed our our frequencies, like, right at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And so our spotter that fills in when TJ doesn't spot yep. um, had all of his radios rechanneled in January. And it was just before we changed frequencies. So oh then Lord. he gets up there on the spotter stand, and he's trying to talk to us, and it doesn't work. So nobody told him that – they change frequencies. Yeah. So Josh just happened to be standing up there spectating and helping out and trying to watch where we could be better as a, as a company. Yeah. And so he ended up spotting for me <laughs> to go out and practice. It was pretty awesome. So uh, Josh is a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. So he'll Josh be he'll be a great, great guest next yeah, week. Yeah, Josh is pretty good. But All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Junior Motorsports Up Front, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Hey, Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. Coming up on next week's Door Bumper Clear, we recap our weekend from Indy, the Brickyard 400. Tune in every Tuesday for a unique perspective from a spotter's point of view, right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. You've been listening to Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by K1 Speed. To find a K1 Speed karting facility near you, go to k1speed.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 